Welcome back to Your Voice First Podcast. I'm your host, Sweets, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about audio NFTs. We're going to start high level and discuss what is an NFT, followed by talking about IBM Watson, companies like Mint Songs and Audius, as well as the creator economy. Let's get started. A non-fungible token, otherwise known as an NFT, is a specific type of asset on a blockchain. Um, Very specifically, these are ERC-721s on Ethereum. That means that they are non-fungible as opposed to ERC-20s, which are fungible tokens. ERC-20s are stuff like Polygon, Uniswap, Aave, Compound, all of these tokens that represent uh, fungible assets that can be divided in infinitesimally small. Each token is exactly the same as every other token. And with these tokens, it's generally, um, you're able to derive value from it because of the ERC-20 specification. Now in NFT, or a non-fungible token, or the ERC-721s on Ethereum, are non-fungible, meaning that they're unique. Rather than a representation of a currency like an ERC-20, an ERC-721 is a non-fungible asset. Something like a piece of real estate, or a property, or your authentication credentials onto a website. These are one-of-one creations They are entirely unique with no other token that is the same as it. They have their own specifications, which are totally separate from the ERC-20 specifications on Ethereum. Platforms where you would buy an ERC-721 token would be something like Rarible or OpenSea or Mint Songs, a platform that allows you to buy and sell NFTs and not these fungible tokens. You might be like some of my friends that think NFTs are just a passing fad. And the biggest three things that differentiate NFTs from previous Web2 representations of audio is one, ownership, two, visibility, and three, sales. Ownership is much more straightforward. In the past, as a musician or as a recording artist, If I upload my song to SoundCloud or if I upload to Spotify, the question is, who owns that? Do I own it? Do they own it? Does the label own it? With an NFT, it's very clear. Does this NFT exist inside of your wallet or does it not? If it does, then you own that ERC-721. You do own that audio file. If you don't have it, then you don't own it. It's very simple, very clear. Um, The... ERC-721 standard makes ownership much more clear of the underlying musical asset. Two, visibility. Everything is public on the blockchain. In the past, as a musician, I might have to read through very extensive legalese and lawyer speak in a contract or in terms and conditions to understand how much money am I getting, who owns it, how can my music be distributed, but on the blockchain, everything is public. You want to see who owns the ERC-721? Go ahead and look. It's available on the blockchain. You want to see how this smart contract that you're granting access to your ERC-721 
is able to use and distribute your music? Okay, go and look at the smart contract. The APIs are publicly visible and that smart contract is available for you to look at. Everything is much more public and in the open on the blockchain, which is a massive change from the very closed or hidden world of the past web too. The final point is sales. This is a really big difference, both in one, the musician's ability to sell their piece, and two, the musician or the creator's ability to benefit from secondary market sales of a piece. So let's say I'm a musician that wants to sell ownership of their NFT and list it on the market, either in a bidding war or just transfer it to a new owner. Now, in Web3, you can actually make it so that royalties are baked into that sale, so that if someone else wants to resell that on a secondary market, part or all of those profits can go back to the original owner of the NFT, so that the musician and the original creator can profit from the resell of their creations, which is something that could have been baked into a platform in the past, but can now be baked in on the core protocol level. Bringing it all the way down into the concrete, I have been playing around with ERC-721s in the form of generative art. A couple years ago, IBM Watson had this nice open source tool that allowed us to kind of input a MIDI file, and then it generates, using artificial intelligence, an entire composition. So you can then import everything that that AI outputs, and then you have a fully composed song um, so that as an artist, you don't have to think about what the notes are going to be or what chord, what the chord progression is going to be. Instead, you can just kind of put in a MIDI as a seed, a little short 10 to 15 second MIDI file, and then boom, you've got the raw MIDI. And then you, as the musician's job, is to pick the tracks you like, discard the tracks you don't like, and then select your instruments and tweak how the instruments sound. Bringing that into today, I've deployed smart contracts onto Polygon, which allows me to mint NFTs for no gas costs, as opposed to on Ethereum, where the gas costs are pretty high right now. And so I can generate a song. I can host that song on the Interplanetary File Exchange, or IPFS. And then I can mint an NFT of that song for no cost. And boom, now I've minted my creation and it's hosted forever on the blockchain. I don't have to worry about the file getting deleted someday. I don't have to worry about it getting uh, taken over or not paying my Amazon bill and getting my account locked out on AWS or on Google Cloud or any other file storage. It's always there, hosted forever on the blockchain. Now, there's a company called Mint Songs that's taken this a step further. Mint Songs is similar to platforms like OpenSea and uh, Rarible, but instead of focusing on just general art and more of like graphic arts like OpenSea and Rarible do, Mint Songs is focused entirely on audio NFTs. So you as a musician, what the experience looks like on Mint Songs is you go onto their website, and then you see their marketplace where you can buy any musician's NFT that they're selling. I've seen NFTs as low as 60 cents and as high as $100 that you can buy it for. And unlike other platforms where when you're buying the song, you're just 
buying like a download of it like you would on iTunes. When you buy the song on Mint Songs, you're buying ownership of that NFT and you're buying ownership of the song. And unlike on iTunes or Spotify where only a small portion of those proceeds go to the musician, on Mint Songs, 90% of the revenue goes to the musician and only 10% goes to the platform. That means the creator gets a bigger cut and musicians have a much higher likelihood of actually being able to live off their art because they're making more money for the art that they create. And unlike other NFT platforms where you're going to be paying ludicrously high gas prices by minting that NFT, um, making it kind of inaccessible for the 10 year old that's making music out of his bedroom um, who might be stopped because he's not going to want to pay $15 in gas fees. His allowance is only $15 every three months. So why would he spend that on minting a song? Well, now that same 15-year-old or 10-year-old can go on to mint songs, write up a quick song, publish it, and then sell it permissionlessly on the blockchain, make an income, and start building their portfolio of and their track record of audio production. Mint songs is really cool. They're in closed beta right now. Um, if you want access to their platform, I think they just crossed over a couple hundred musicians and uh, consumers on the platform. You can message them on Twitter to get access at Mint Songs. Another platform I really liked is called Audius. Now, Audius is something called a DAO, a Decentralized Autonomous Organization. What a DAO is is outside the scope of this episode, but... Audius is a music streaming platform, kind of like a Spotify or an iTunes or a SoundCloud, but instead of it being owned by a centralized platform, the platform is entirely owned by the musicians themselves. They have an open-facing API that anyone can query just by plugging in the URL. You don't even have to go and get an API key. You can just plug in the URL, plug in some parameters, and then boom, you can query and find musicians, get music, and... You can plug in their entire audio catalog into your game, your platform, or any other creation that you have um, on technology because it's built on the blockchain and it's built permissionlessly using that blockchain. I believe Audius is built on top of the Solana blockchain, but I'm not sure on that one. In both cases, these audio files are being uploaded to the blockchain to be stored and they can be accessed permissionlessly and they're immutably stored on the blockchain which means that they can never be deleted tweaked or modified